0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are live from Ibrox as Rangers take on St Joseph's tonight. Neil Lennon tips Lee Griffiths to make a significant impact this season after they beat Sarajevo last night and will cross live to Rugby Park for build-up to Kilmarnock's first home European game in 18 years. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon DL. Yeah, uh, in the studio tonight, in Ibrox tonight. In Ibrox, Andrew, just, just looking out at an empty Ibrox, it will be a completely different matter in an hour and 45 minutes uh, when kick-off and uh, I'm sure it will be a massive crowd in here. I think everybody knows the tie is already over uh, and it's just a case of Rangers fans turning up, wanting to be entertained and looking for more and more goals. Uh, if you look at Rangers over the last three games, 13 goals suggest there will be a lot of goals tonight. Interesting to see the team the Rangers manager puts out because, as I say, it's an opportunity to get a bit of fitness into players and he uh, will certainly use that uh, opportunity tonight. The pitch looks absolutely brilliant. Great night for football and I'm sure they're going to be bags of goals here and over on the other side of the city Celtic already taking care of business Aberdeen still in play just now 1-1 at half time so they've still a little bit of work to do and obviously Kilmarnock at Robbie Park so a lot of football to look forward to Yeah lovely conditions here at Ibrox I was going to say it would be nice if we were sat across in the Sandy Garden and we get a bit of, bit of sun but you, you've got too much of a tan does if anything if yeah, yeah I've been about um, you know a lot of sunbeds but uh, try to top up in the tan as you say but you look at that pitch and every, every pitch is the same when you're a footballer and you come back from your, your you know, your summer break and you look forward to playing, the first thing you look at the pitches nowadays, they're absolutely fantastic. And who wouldn't want to go out and play football now? And I expect that the Rangers players who do take the pitch tonight will get the ball down, pass it about and create plenty of chances and get plenty of goals. Well, we want to hear from you as well. Rangers fans, are you on your way to the game? Are you coming tonight? What do you think of the match tonight? Celtic fans, we want your reaction to last night's game. Kilmarnock fans, first European game at Rugby Park for 18 years. What do you make of it? 0141 951 1025 on the phones or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But we'll start where we are. Game at Ibrox tonight. Obviously, Rangers against St. Joseph's. A 4-0 advantage from the home leg, Gordon. And you can't really see there being too many problems. There. No, not at all. It's a luxury the Rangers manager's got tonight. Um, it'll be an opportunity to give one or two the fringe players, let me say, the guys that haven't had a lot of game time. It'll be an opportunity to get them out in the pitch tonight, um, get them playing, get them up to to speed uh, with obviously match fitness um, and I'm expecting a, a lot of goals I was listening and reading the papers today about you know just walk about this place and the size of the squad that Rangers have got just now Stephen Gerrard coming out on record and saying well look we might have to get rid of at least 10 you know coming out with numbers of like say 10 uh, I do believe that one of those players Candace is probably leaving the club as we speak Andrew could be wrong but I've heard little whispers about that yeah reports this morning anyway that uh, he, he could be on his way to Turkey we'll speak to Stephen Gerrard after the game and, and get his thoughts is that surprising for you? Uh, a little bit yeah but um, when you look at the the amount of uh, wide players that Rangers have got and uh, you know they've signed a few uh, over the last month and it might just be a case of and plus the fact he wasn't in the squad for the away leg against St Joseph's 
but apparently played very well in the pre-season games but it's just a case of as Stephen Gerrard quite rightly said it's all about numbers and he's got to get the numbers down and he's looking to say you know bring in one more player and if he can get some wages off the wage bill, I'll probably free up that money to go and get the quality they want in. Because he was the regular starter, really, for Steven Gerrard last season down that right wing. In pre-season so far, we've seen Sheojo. He's looked lively. He got a goal against St. Joseph's last week. Do you think that his form has, has maybe clicked something for Steven Gerrard that he said, well, Condace is maybe someone that I, I won't need this season? Well, the surprising thing for me, uh, the Rangers manager had said it's going to be a squad. Yes, he's got guys like Jordan Jones. He's got Murphy coming back. Young Hasty, I think, will go out and loan, obviously. Ojo's in there. Uh, he's got plenty of options. But if you look at Rangers last season when they were playing their best football... I thought their strength was Tavernier and Condéas down the right-hand side at times. Um, but as the manager rightly says, it's a numbers game and he just doesn't fit into the, those numbers. And, uh, you know, for, unfortunately for the lad, he'll probably have to leave here. But he won't be the only one. There'll be others falling out the door. Yeah, would you expect... Well, Stephen Gerrard said himself in the lead-up to this game that he, he will make a lot of changes. Is this just a good opportunity for players that are, are maybe considered fringe players or players that are, are new to the club to, to get a taste of the Ibrox atmosphere on a European night and they can now go out and, and show Steven Gerrard what they're capable of? I think it's an opportunity to stake a claim. You'll always find in the pre-season games, you'll get someone that just shines above everyone else that you think, well, I didn't fancy them to be in the starting 11 at the beginning of the season. You know, probably tonight, I, I don't know, we've not got the teams yet, but you look at Young Hasty might get a, a run out. Um, Doherty, who was terrific at Shrewsbury, and apparently the reports are here is he's been terrific in training and pre-season games as well. I would expect him to play. It'll be interesting to see if he brings Arfield back for a, 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 some game time as well. But he's got bags and bags of options, and uh, no matter what team he puts out in that part tonight, it should be good enough to go and score plenty of goals. Yeah, just looking well, on the pitch at the moment, there's a few players out there. George Edmondson, who could well... Uh, make his make an Ibrox appearance tonight. Josh McPake as well is, is one that Stephen Gerrard talked about yesterday in his pre-match press conference. He said he actually pulled him from a reserve game on Tuesday with the intention of having him involved tonight. So that, that could be a great opportunity for him as a young player that's come through the academy to, to get out there. I think it's important for any club nowadays, Andrew, in the fact that, you know, you look at even Motherwell signing nine players. and You've got to have a pathway for your young players. That's why there's players like 10 players going to go out for these young lads at least to give them an opportunity I don't know if he'll start tonight he might go on the bench and then he'll put them on but interesting to see his lineup. Rangers will certainly be encouraged by their performance at the weekend as well they were here a 4-0 win against Marseille and when you look at some of the players that were out there for Marseille the likes of Dimitri Payet the likes of Florian Tovan who have been top players in, in the French top division and Rangers just completely outplayed them yeah, but I don't think you're going to get carried away. I don't think the Rangers manager will get carried away. It's still pre-season. It's still early. Um, obviously, the opponents tonight, uh, Rangers should and will take care of that. Um, but you've just got to bed yourself in. There's still a bit of fitness, a bit of sharpness to get. Um, you know, a bit of, um, you know, Stephen Gerrard's looking at the squad that he's got. If the league started tomorrow, what would be his best 11? You know, I don't know if he's that sure just now what that's the case. And it's the same with all teams. Because uh, you bring in new players, you like to see them, you know, how they handle the situation, especially at big clubs like Rangers and Celtic. So, um, no, I think he'll take his time. He's still got a couple of weeks yet. He's got a couple of pre-season 
playing games. He's got Derby here, and there's a great opportunity to, you know, have a real good look at the squad, and uh, then know his final eleven by the time it comes round to play Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. Well, Rangers fans, who do you want to see out on that Ibrox pitch tonight? You can give us a call 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's hear the thoughts of Stephen Gerrard. He says he's been delighted with what he's seen from Rangers in the early stages of the season and he wants that to continue tonight. He also says he's been happy with the squad that he's put together and he doesn't expect there to be too many more faces in the door. Very much the same. You know, I'm, I'm looking for a, a strong performance from the group and you know, we want to win the game. Told the fans are going to be there in the numbers every time we go to Ibrox. We're, we're representing the fans and we want a, a good, strong home win. We're, we're very happy how we're playing at the moment. I think our performance against Marseille was very strong. Um, even when we made changes, there was no dip in the performance or the level. I'm hoping to see another strong performance. So I think we're, we're moving along nicely in terms of what we're seeing on the pitch. In terms of the squad, I'd say it's very close. But whilst the wind is still open, no one can really predict what's going to happen because. Um, while it's open, things can change. But in terms of incomings, uh, I said a few days ago that we're, we're, we're very close to where we want to be. That's what it seems to be for, for Steven Gerrard at the moment. Not too focused on who's to come in now after bringing in eight players. He, he really needs to look around that squad and, and try and move people on. Well, he talks about a numbers game. He's talking about 33 of a squad. That is far, far too much to, to carry. And that's a lot of wages as well and a burden on the club. So he's got to get some players out of the door. He's got to get rid of some of the wages. Um, he knows that. He's, he's obviously sat down with Dave King, the board. They've discussed it. They've been terrific with him, you've got to say. They've backed him to the hilt, given him everything he's wanted here. It's up to him now to sit down with these players, look them in the eye and say, look, as far as you're concerned here, there's no future. But these guys are in contracts and they'll probably be on decent money and they won't move until it suits him as well. So sometimes that's a little bit of a gamble. But I'm sure that if you're a professional football player, the one thing you want to do is you want to play football, Andrew. And if a deal comes up for you and it's suitable, then you'll go and play your football somewhere else. Has it surprised you that Steven Gerrard has brought in as many as eight players because in the lead up to the summer we heard him talking about the fact that you know last summer he had to make the changes to, to make the squad his own now well he said this summer that he expected it would be um, you know quantity over quality mm-hmm. um, yeah it's a lot and he's already he's already on record today saying that you know probably one more would suit him as a manager and a coach I've been there and I've been in that position if you're given the permission to go out and sign players, you'll sign as many as you possibly can, but you've got to have a duty to balance the books somewhere along the line, i.e. get people off the wage bill. But get as many people in as you can, have a good squad, have the quality. I think what he's pleased more about is not what he's going to have on the pitch at the beginning. It's the bench, it's the options, it's the strength coming off the bench, and he's going to have that. And uh, it'll be interesting to see who he does decide that has no, not got a future with him going forward he's obviously learned it was his first year management it's a big turnaround last summer he's 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 went to places that you know probably eye openers for him uh, he's probably learned from that he's got a bit of experience under his belt in the Scottish game now so the one thing they've got to do is they've been backed They've got to now produce when it be, uh, starts to begin the season against Command. Well, one four one nine five one one zero two five. We want to hear from you. John is a Rangers fan in East Kilbride. John, what's your point tonight? That's a point to Gordon, please. Uh, uh, you're on the Ibrox payroll, Gordon. Uh, no, why? Do you want to put me on? It? It was some, no, it was a propaganda speech for ten minutes with the strength of the Rangers squad there. 
How many times did you see Greg Doherty at Shoresby? I never seen. I never said it. I just said that Greg uh, Dockery report done very well. He got player of the year with Shrewsbury. Scored a lot of goals. He's come up, and I said, "Oh, Don John," and I said the reports that I've got from him in pre-season he's been very good. What's up with that? No, you didn't say the reports. You said he was terrific. I just wanted to know many times you've seen him in Shrewsbury. I've not seen him in Shrewsbury. Oh, well, yes, I did. Definitely. If you listen back to show, I did. I said the reports yeah. is in pre-season they showed up very well in training in the games. So I'm just talking about the strength of the squad. Many players have Rangers got in their squad now. Can you tell us. Thirty-three, Roughly. apparently. Thirty-three. Yes, and, that's and the reports. Uh, that if you believe what you read in the papers and what Stephen Gerrard saying. Then he's come out with a figure of he's got round about 33 of a squad that he's trying to cut, and we're talking about 10 players that he's trying to get out the door, which all managers will be doing because you look at all clubs that are signing players. As I say, Mon Club, at my hometown club, Motherwell, they sign nine players. You know, you've got Kamarnock signing players, you've got Aberdeen signing a lot of players, you've got Celtic trying to get in the transfer market signing players as well. So when players come in, new players come in. Obviously, other players that have not got a future at a club has got to go, and Rangers have got too big a squad. Yeah, I understand that, but many of these things think as actually quality. Because Gerard says he wants to sign quality. Many of you think quality, all these free transfers. John, see at the end of the day, I couldn't tell you that. I can't tell you how many Celtic sign are quality until the season kicks off in earnest. And you sit down and you actually look at these players, see how they fit into clubs. Because I've I've watched good players come to clubs like Rangers and Celtic and teams like Aberdeen, for instance. And you look at them and you think, well, on, on record, they are very, very good players. But it just doesn't happen for them. Then you see other players that you look at and you think, for instance, Kamara came from Dundee, £50,000, and you're thinking... What sort of signing is that? The boys fit in and he's been absolutely terrific. So you can't tell in pre-season. You've got to wait until the real business side of the game kicks off. And that is in this, when you know Celtic play at home this Saturday, Rangers start the league campaign on the Sunday. And then you look at it over the coming months to see who has signed the better players and who's settled in better. Yeah, but it's a, a winning mentality, Gordon. Celtic have got that in abundance. Rangers don't have any winning mentality. John, from last season, when, did I ever season. Say, when did I ever say that Celtic didn't have a winning mentality? No. That, I was asked no, a question about Rangers because we started the show tonight because we're sitting at Ibrox. Yeah. I was talking about the size of the squad. We're talking about trimming the squad. I was talking about players that were probably leaving. We spoke about Candace. Doherty I spoke about because of the performances he had at Shrewsbury. I said that there's always one that comes through in pre-season that you don't think is going to be involved and all of a sudden he starts at the beginning of the season because he's had a good pre-season. Now, I just said there was an opportunity tonight for Doherty and the Hasties and people like that to get a game. So I've never so ever said that Celtic have not got got quality. Oh, Celtic's got a lot more quality than Rangers, obviously, because of the winning mentality. That's the problem I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Nobody's, Rangers don't nobody, have that. Nobody's dismissing the fact that Celtic have got a winning mentality. You don't want back-to-back trebles if you don't. We're to, well, I was asked a question about Rangers and I answered it, John. 
Well, thank you to John in East Kilbride. It said on my screen that he was a Rangers fan. I think that might have been a typo there, but 01419511025. Let's hear from Scott Arfield, shall we? He's been speaking ahead of this game. He says tonight's an opportunity for the players to show Stephen Gerrard what they're made of. He also says the new arrivals at the club have already shown an enthusiasm to get as far as they can in this competition. With 45,000 or 50,000, whoever's got to come to this game, it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to keep that shut and, and give the manager a headache. So I don't think complacency, I don't think. Um, a disrespect into this game will, will come into it. We're Rangers football players and, and, and fully ready for this test. I don't think we can think too much of them. Obviously, we respect them and respect the opposition that we play, but I think it's more about us and the players that selected to play and, and hopefully we can get goals and excite people. Yeah, well, I think it's it's the most talked about question in terms of the new players that have came in, how good their games were in European night. So the players that were here and experienced that last season has, has reiterated what a, what a magnificent um, time it was for us to to get into these group stages and in other days we, we would have went through and progressed the game but um, the nights are memorable and the new players are, are just as desperate as we were last year to, to bring the bring the, the games back and this is the, the second test into this and, and we're ready for it. That competition for places that Steven Gerrard has put in this squad with the amount of players he's got obviously he's, he's wanting to clear some players out but when you look at it he's saying he wants you know two players in every position two quality players in every position that can only be a good thing for him when he's you know wanting players to strive to be the best because they'll always have someone behind them that's you know at their heels well the most important thing this season they've got to put up a real challenge they've really got to go and try and have a go at Celtic and that's why he's come out and saying he wants two players for each position and he's quite right in doing that because the amount of games that teams like Rangers and Celtic play over the course of a season you can't expect one player... I know that McGregor played a lot of games last year and by the end of the season, the lad just looked burnt out for me. Um, so you need a good squad. You need a bit of quality knowing that, you know, I can go and rest two or three players and I know I'm replacing them with two or three of similar ability. I don't think that Rangers had that last season. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. We'll hear the thoughts of Neil Lennon on Celtic's win against Sarajevo after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordiel here with me, Andrew McLean, live from Ibrox for tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just looking out onto the pitch at the moment, the St Joseph's players have taken to the pitch. I think every single one of them has their phone out <laughs> at the moment, taking selfies and, and videos and all sorts, certainly soaking up being in the, the centre of the Ibrox pitch. Uh, you can give us a call 01419511025 or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. I think Joanne on Twitter has taken a bit of inspiration from the St Joseph's players. She sent us a selfie saying hot tub time with Clyde SSB on reliving last night's win. We'll take a closer look at Celtic's win in a second. We'll just get an update from the Aberdeen game. Currently drawing one all with Rovaniemi in Finland. They went 1-0 down in the second minute of that one, but they're now back ahead in aggregate 3-2, a Sam Cosgrove penalty around 20 minutes to go in that one. But We'll take a look at that Celtic game tonight. Gordon, Celtic ran out 2-1. Winners, of course, against Sarajevo. Goals from Ryan Christie and, and Callum McGregor. It means they won 5-2 on aggregate. They'll face Estonian side Nomi Kalju in the second qualifying round of the Champions League. What did you make of it? Yeah, I thought, uh, obviously, you know, Neil Lennon's trying to bed in a few players. I, I looked at Christie's goal last night. Uh, he looks to be back to his best. I think it's been terrific from Celtic. Um, obviously that injury in the cup final but um, pre-season he's looked very very sharp and I thought his goal was great um, there's one or two players to settle in Neil's still trying to do a bit of business in the transfer market 
and I'm sure one or two players will be coming in to add to that squad as well. Um, yeah, the score line it went to 1-1, but I always thought Celtic were comfortable. They were always going to give through, and it's just a matter of doing the job, and they got it over the line, and uh, well done to them, and they'll look forward to the next round. Let's go to the phones. Peter is in Moss Park. Peter, what did you make of the game last night? Uh, delighted, to be fair. Um, I'm just really disappointed in terms of how many qualifiers we need to go through. Um, I had this conversation and worked with guys in regards to the Champions League. It doesn't really, it doesn't really mean anything anymore uh, because the amount of teams that go through, you might be third or fourth place and you get right into the, the group stages. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a wee bit unfair if I, if I, if I think that, yeah. Yeah, I think I think this comes up every season now with, with, with fans, and you look down in England, the amount of teams that they get through, and Scotland are just a, a small country uh, in the, the Champions League now, and uh, unfortunately for Celtic, they have to, you know, fly the flag for the country and go and play all these qualifiers. It's the same for the Europa League as well. There's a lot of games to get through to get to the, the group stages. It's difficult now. It's getting harder and harder every year, but. That's just the rules and you've just got to get on with it. And uh, Celtic obviously taking care of business uh, last night and they'll be looking forward to the next game. Peter? Yeah, I agree with that as well. My, my, my main point was when I was coming on there was the uh, was social media. Um, I know it's quite a, a wide point, but um, I, I totally believe that that social media just now, uh, as a Celtic fan, um, um, looking at uh, the, the sort of signings, etc., even obviously with other teams as well, I, I find social media just now is very negative with fans, and I find it very difficult um, in regards to supporting your team and you're having to listen on social media. It's your own, it's your own choice to be on social media, of course, but it's very, very difficult you know, looking at these things day to day and the negative points we say, whether it be Celtic, whether it be Rangers, whether it be Partick Thistle, it's very negative all the time. And as a fan looking at social media, um, I'm just wondering what your thoughts are in terms of, you know, what you guys think of social media in terms of supporting your team nowadays. Do the thing that I do, never look at it. It's not worth it. Listen, I saw you post up a selfie on Instagram about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I only put it up, boys. <laughs> I don't look at anything else. I've got to say, everybody's got their opinion. Um, you know, Celtic fans, Rangers fans, as you quite rightly said, it's, it's every club. Uh, you'll never keep everybody happy. There'll be signings that, you know, a lot of supporters will, will think, be excited over, uh, signings that they won't be. You know, they'll be critical over. And that's just that's just the modern-day football now. And, uh, you know, if you're a supporter, as far as I'm concerned, you go along there, you pay your money, you're entitled to your opinion. But the best thing is to go along and support your team and then see what happens. You know, there's a lot of criticism coming in about, you know, for Celtic fans, for instance, of, um, you know, the lack of signings. Uh, some people will criticise Rangers for too many signings. Some people will criticise Motherwell for, you know, quality of signings and Hamilton and all that. But uh, it's a case of, you know, that if you're a supporter of your own club, go along there, you pay your money. Yeah, have your point of view, have your opinions. Of course you do. There'll be players you like, players that you don't like, systems that you like, systems you don't like. One week your manager will be the best manager in the world. Next week you'll be shouting for it to get him in the sack. That is what the game's all about nowadays. 
Well, thank you to Peter in Moss Park. We have breaking team news from Ibrooks. And I'll read the team out for you. In goal, it's Wes Fodringham. It's a back four of Matt Polster, Connor Goldson, George Edmondson and Andy Halliday. The midfield three, Greg Doherty, Glenn Kamara and Joe Aribo. And it looks like Greg Stewart and Jake Hastie will be either side of Alfredo Morelos. The substitutes, Firth, Defoe, Barjonas, Katic, Arfield, Mayo and McPeak. Gordon, what do you make of it? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, an opportunity to give some players a run out. Obviously, the goalkeeper comes in tonight. I think he'll be in for an easy uh, 90 minutes, I've got to say. I'd be surprised if he's got a lot to do. Edmondson comes in there as well. You know, Halliday in at left back. I'm delighted Young Hasty's getting a run out. I really am. Um, it's been a terrific move from him. Uh, I had him when he was uh, two years ago when I was at Airdrie. I brought him in loan from Motherwell. And you could see the ability the boy's got. Bags and bags of pace. Still got a lot of development, you've got to say. Still got a lot of learning to do. This will be a great experience for him tonight. Getting a run out from the beginning as well. Doherty in there, we touched on. Apparently he's doing very, very well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Rangers perform. But Morelis up front will just be saying, give me the service and I want to put the ball in the back of it. You can tell that St Joseph's are here to enjoy the occasion. Every player's out there taking photographs. They're not interested in thinking about what lies ahead and, you know, at quarter to eight. They're out there taking selfies, taking photos of the stadium. They've probably never been in a stadium like this before. So, um, you know, they're here to enjoy it. But I'm sure when that whistle goes that the Rangers manager will be demanding to be professional and go out there and score as many goals as you can. Because I think there'll be a decent decent support in here for Rangers tonight well, we'll take a closer look at that team shortly let's hear from Neil Lennon though shall we after Celtic's win last night he says he was delighted and described the performance as excellent he says he's happy with our level performance this early in the campaign and he expects them to be stronger in the next round I'm delighted excellent performance against a very good side so early in the competition and you could see they were a week fitter as well as we were and um, I thought we played excellently first half especially in the only bugbear is conceding the goal. We were in total control of the game and the tie, but um, you know, Callum's come up with a, a brilliant goal to win the game. And he was outstanding. Again, him and Brown in the midfield, just outstanding to say that so early. But uh, absolutely delighted what the players are giving me at the minute. That was a tough tie to negotiate, so very, very pleased. Not relief, just satisfaction. You know, we were in good control, obviously, after the first tie, and um, obviously, sorry, Evo were coming out with nothing to lose. and we handled that very, very well with, you have to say, a pretty makeshift back four with what we're doing at the minute. So I'm absolutely delighted, you know, and um, delighted with the verve and the attacking intent we played with. And they're a week fitter now. You know, they'll be a week fitter again going into the second round. And hopefully, um, you know, the ones like your Griffiths and your Julians and your Sinclairs can get more up to speed as well. Well, one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to get involved, we've got Alec on the line. Alec, what did you make of Celtic's performance last night? How are you doing? How are you doing, Gordon? Hi, Alec. How are you? I'm good, mate. I enjoyed enjoyed the game last night. Uh, I was more relieved at the fact uh, that my players get off the park without any serious injury. I don't know if any seen they get the full game, but how they finished with eleven men on the park, uh, I'll never know that they were they were physical. That that was one. I mean, they might not have been great tactically, uh, skillfully, but they they, they they were they were leaving the boot in. Uh, so I was quite relieved that we managed to get off uh, without anybody getting injured. The the back four. Now, obviously, there's a question mark here, Tierney. So if we just if we just leave that for the new, you've got the boy Bolly, you'd get Julian, and then you're going to have a right back. Now, obviously, we're looking at 
getting the boy Danny Simpson up for Leicester, who it's quite clear he's got quality, you know what I mean? But Lenny's way to take him on trial. So, you're more less going to have, apart from maybe Ayer and Scott Bain, you know, that's more less like, you know, a full defensive unit that Lenny's having to, having to work on. Now, these, these, these Champions League qualifiers are coming thick and fast. We're back at Parkhead again next week, and there's no room for error. Uh, one slip up, that's that. You know, the game's a bogey. So, you know, I'm confident in Neil resigning. He's, he's gone for quality. That's that's what Celtic's not. The Celtic's position where they are now, it's quality. So, I'd rather he took his time, and when the right player comes, we'll get him at Parkhead. Yeah, I do agree. I watched uh, the game last night, Alec. There were a bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of nasty tackling going in. Uh, one in the first half, especially on McGregor, I thought was a bit naughty. Um, but Celtic, they're able to handle that. That's just part and parcel of the game. Uh, they can give it out as well as take it. I do agree. I think you're looking at right across that back four. If if Tierney does decide, you know, to go to England or it's the transfers, obviously agreed. We don't know yet. Um, that might not happen. He might be at Celtic Park next next season. Uh, I'm sure every Celtic fan would want that because he's a terrific young player. Uh, obviously injured just now. I think the biggest, biggest thing for Neil is to get a right back in. I know that Ayer slotted in there. And to be fair, he's not been the worst I've seen at right back. But over a course of a season, you want a natural full-back in there because uh, he's going to play probably the back four and the goalkeeper, obviously. So that's your, that's your five. Uh, and he'll want to work in that. So the sooner he can get a natural right-back in, I think the better. Because if you look in the middle of the park, they still get bags and bags of options. Griffiths coming back is like a probably a new signing uh, for them. He looks quite sharp as well. Um, he'll be desperate for his opportunity to get in and score goals, which he's capable of doing. So he's still got plenty, plenty, plenty of options. My big concern would be certainly filling that role at right back as quickly as I possibly could. Well, we'll keep Alec on the line and we'll get his thoughts on this because Neil Lennon's tipping Lee Griffiths to have a significant impact at Celtic this season after his first competitive appearance since December last night. He also described Bolly Bolingoli's home debut as a mixed bag. Fantastic. It should mean a lot to him, you know, and um, it's great to see him back. He's, he's not fully there yet, but it's step by step, and um, he's he's in a good place, and, you know, hopefully we'll get him, we will get him more game time as we go along. He's looked really good. He looked good on Saturday for an hour, and um, looked nice and sharp when he came on, so he's hungry to play. He has missed a, a long time out, you know, and... Um, you know, getting up to speed. He's worked really, really hard back end of last season on his own, and just to integrate himself with the boys again. I think he's getting a real kick out of that. And you know, looking now as if he's going to make a significant contribution. Yeah, what did you make of Bolingoli's kind of home debut? It was sort of mixed bag. Wasn't happy was you know the goal that we conceded, but his attacking play was was very, very good at times. So yeah, he can be pleased with his contribution. You can see that he's. Got a bit of work to do. He's only been in a week, and obviously he hasn't trained for you know three or four days before the first, after the first leg, due to the the ankle. So he can be delighted with his contribution on his home debut. No question on it. Alec, how happy were you to see Lee Griffiths back on the pitch yesterday? It was quite a big thing last night. You know, if you'd have heard the noise in the stadium as soon as they came to the touchline to put the board up, you're right. It was like you know, wow, you know that this this a new signing and. I think it was 
personally, it was quite an emotional thing because it's quite clear the guy was through a lot last season, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, it can get back to to what he's doing because guaranteed, if Griffiths is playing 20, 25 goals a season, that's that's a gimme. Yeah, like I think um, everybody um, at Celtic will be delighted that Griffiths looks like he's getting back and uh, he's worked very hard in his fitness. Uh, Neil Lennon's very happy with him. Uh, and it will just be a case of, you know, Neil Lennon pushing him to say, you know, you need to get out there, score goals, do what you do. He's brilliant at scoring goals. You've got to say, and I don't care how long he's been out, when he comes back, he's got a good pre-season under his belt. He'll be desperate to get playing. He doesn't want to sit on the bench, but Edward's number one striker, you've got to say. But given the chance, there's nothing better for a manager to say, right, OK, I can take my top striker out and put a player of the quality of Griffiths in there. Because the one thing Griffiths will get you in Scottish football is goals. Well, thank you to Alec 01419511025 at if you want to get involved after the break. We'll be crossing live to Rugby Park to get the build-up for Tuchel Marek's first home European game in 18 years. That's after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're live from Ibrox with kickoff about an hour away against St Joseph's. Uh, we'll get the, the final result from Aberdeen. That'll be finishing in a few minutes, and we'll head live to Rugby Park in a second. I want to get your thoughts on this, Gordon DL, because Jozo Simunovic has been handed a domestic two-match ban following a red card that he received in a pre-season friendly against St Gallen so he'll miss Celtic's first two Premiership games there against St Johnston and Motherwell so it's an interesting one because what happens in these circumstances that if it's a red card for serious foul play the referee then notifies the FA of the nation of the home team in this case it was the Swiss FA they've then referred it to the Scottish FA and that's why he's now been banned yeah, uh, times have changed, Andrew. In my day, that you know, as a manager, a referee would always come up, have a word with your ear, and say, "Look, get him off, or I'm going to book him. I'm going to send him off." You've got to say it was a terrible tackle. First and foremost, it was a ridiculous tackle. I don't know what he's doing there at all. But I just think it's fr- frustration for not just the player, but Neil Lennon as well, to miss two domestic games for a friendly. Uh, but it is the rules and you've got to accept that and players have got to be responsible now especially in these pre-season games that look if you're getting sent off for that sort of a tackle then you're going to be punished for it Uh, I don't particularly like it but unfortunately for for the Celtic defender it is the rules and he will miss the first two league games yeah when you look at the reaction on Twitter it's come as quite a shock to many but it's just one of these things that the, the it's standard practice it's just that we don't really see players get sent off for serious foul play in friendlies friendlies. that's what it is yeah there's no need for it you know you're there friendlies are basically yeah you want to be competitive you want to win of course you do but it's a fitness exercise you want to get out there you're preparing for the start of your, your new season you're looking forward to that you want to be playing in the first game of the new season of course you do and then you go and do some silly a challenge you don't even need to get into just step away from it and don't put yourself in that position unfortunately he put himself in that position the referee had you know no choice no option but to send him off and he's obviously paying the price for it now well let's turn our attentions to Kilmarnock they're obviously in European action tonight and we've got our reporter Dave Galloway at Rugby Park Dave 
Thank you, Andrew. Well, a big night for Kilmarnock and a, a crowd of over 8,000 is expected to watch their team play at their first home European tie since September 2001. That was a 1-1 draw with Viking Stavanger. Killy, of uh, course, carry a 2-1 advantage over Connors key nomads going into tonight's clash. And boss Angelo Alessio is eagerly anticipating his home Euro debut. And Nomads manager Andy Morrison has joked that he needs a prayer mat to save his side, but he's vowing that his men will give it their very best shot this evening at stake uh, of course is a cracking second round encounter uh, with Partizan Belgrade uh, I've just literally uh, been handed uh, the team sheets uh, Kilmarnock will line up uh, Jamie McDonald, Stephen O'Donnell Greg Taylor, Kirk Broadfoot Alan Power, Rory McKenzie, Gary Dicker, Eamon Brophy, Mohamed El Macrini, Stuart Finlay and Chris Bark. The substitutes at Branescu, Kilty, Waters, Wilson, Millen, Thomas and Cameron. As for Connors key nomads, will they start? Lewis Brass, John Disney, uh, Callum Roberts, George Horan, uh, Michael Bakari, Callum Morris, Michael Wilde, Declan Poole, Danny Holmes, Jay Owen and Ryan Wignall on the bench. They have Green, Farkerson, Insel, Wolf and uh, Harwood. And the match referee, all the officials tonight are from Hungary. Match referee is Ferenc Caraco. Well, thank you, Dave. Let's go to the phones. Murray is a Kilmarnock fan from Kilmarnock. Murray, I believe you were down in Rill for the game last week. How was that for you? Hi guys, how you doing? It was great, yeah. I was I did a wee chat with uh, the show last week as well down in Rill, so that was great, cool. And uh, the atmosphere was fantastic last year, last week, and uh, not the best the game has been honest, but we got the result in the end, which was which was important, and uh, gave the gave the fans something to cheer about. And then I stayed down in Rill an extra couple of days and and uh, drank the pubs dry, so it was a good fun. <laughs> Please drink responsibly at yeah, home. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what it's all about for Kilmarnock now, not the fact that you, you, you drink the town dry. It's about getting away and, and enjoying your football and, you know, European games and going to different places and being a part of it. You heard Dave Galloway there from Rugby Park. Reportedly, 8,000 people turning up there tonight. It's absolutely fantastic, and you've got to give all the credit in the world to Steve Clark. He came into a club that was sitting bottom of the league. The crowds were dwindling away. Uh, there were no excitement at all at Rugby Park. He changed up, you know, terrifically well, and what he achieved was brilliant. And it's up to the new manager now to carry that on. Now, with Celtic already through, Rangers already through, I know the game's not played, but they're already through. Aberdeen look like they're just going to hold on. And I'll tell you what, they have scored in the 95th minute, Lewis Ferguson, and that game has just finished there, so Aberdeen are through as well. Well, that's three uh, Scottish clubs through, and I do, like Murray tonight, expect that Kilmarnock will add to that, and I think the four clubs, it'll be a good uh, week for the uh, four clubs in Scotland, Celtic, Aberdeen Rangers, and obviously Kilmarnock tonight. I think they will get the job done as well. Murray, did you get a bit of a, a scare when it went 1-0 down last week? I think we did, yeah. Um, it was a it was a frustrating game to watch. Uh, it's not often a Kilmarnock team plays against an opposition with 10 men behind the ball for 90 minutes, so it was really frustrating. We, we struggled to break them down, we struggled to get momentum going, and then I think they had only two or three sort of opportunities in the whole game, and then it was just a ball over the top, a mistake, decent ball in, and then the, the, the goal happened. So it was a bit frustrating, more than more than uh, we didn't feel we were going to 
not get a result, but then it was quite late on when they scored, but then we get straight back into it and we get the win on the end, which was just icing the cake sort of thing, because I think we would have taken a draw under the circumstances of having a frustrating first competitive game of the season. Even a, even a draw, Murray, um, you know, you're always glad to get a win, especially away from home. And it doesn't matter the opposition, um, they're always difficult games. But, you know, even a draw, I would still expect with a big crowd down there, home support, at home, Premier League's team that finished third last season, still get the nucleus of that side. Uh, OK, they've got a different manager, but I do expect that Kamarnock will win that tonight. And I think they'll win it comfortably, to be honest. Well, thank you to Murray in Kilmarnock. We are halfway there. Celtic are through. Aberdeen are through. We wait to see whether Rangers and Kilmarnock get through. Rangers, obviously, 4-0 up. Kilmarnock a, a, a bit closer for them, 2-1. But that would be a great achievement if all four Scottish sides could, could get through, Does Yeah, I don't make a lot of wrong predictions. So I'll just say right now, Rangers are... 100% certain you don't even need to play the game they're through and I do expect Kamara unless there's something drastic that happens at Rugby Park uh, I expect them to go through as well so it's be, it'll be a good week for Scottish clubs in Europe so we'll, uh, we'll finish up we'll take a closer look at this Rangers team that we got through I'll read it out again Wes Fodringham starts in goal it's a back four of Matt Polster Connor Goldson George Edmondson and Andy Halliday a midfield three of Greg Doherty Glenn Kamara and Joe Aribo Greg Stewart and Jake Hasty either side of Alfredo Morelos the substitutes Firth, Defoe, Barjonas Katic, Arfield, Mayo and McPake just looking through that lineup, a few faces in there that will be looking to make a good impact on Stephen Gerrard one of those Matt Polster who has not had too much of an opportunity under Steven Gerrard so far he has filled in a couple of times it looks as if he could be the backup to James Tavernier this season yeah he's attempted to be the backup to Tavernier unless something happens to Tavernier or an injury or whatever it may be but Tavernier is the captain of the club he's the best right back at the club uh, so he will definitely start the season but Polster has got an opportunity tonight to actually like one or two others to show the Rangers manager because what he's doing he's actually saying to them you've got to start producing you've got to start putting pressure on the person that's in front of you he talks about two players for each position now you've got to be pushing that player to say well I want to get the, the, the number one spot I want that jersey so it's up to Polster tonight to show exactly what he can do I think he'll have plenty of ball he'll have the freedom he got him down the park um, it'll be interesting to see how young Hasty does I hope he does really well got a lot of time for that young lad Greg Stewart it's a big game for him as well as you know to go and show the Rangers manager what he can produce on the big stage so I'm looking forward to this game tonight and I'm looking forward to bags and bags of goals because I do think if Rangers score very early this St Joseph's team will absolutely collapse Andrew you got a prediction for us how do you see this one uh, going 5-0 5-0 yeah, 9-0 on aggregate I think it'll be 5-0 I really do um, I think it'll be a long long night for these St Joseph players but the one thing we've already witnessed it when they arrived here at Irox they're here to enjoy the occasion they know it is a big occasion there'll be a big crowd and there'll be a big decent atmosphere but I just think Rangers with the pace and the quality they've got will score five goals well thank you for all your calls tonight I'll be back tomorrow night where uh, I'll be in the studio with Mark Guidi Aberdeen are through of course Celtic went through last night we'll wait and see what happens with Rangers and Kilmarnock tonight will it be four out of four for the Scottish teams in Europe don't go anywhere Callum Gallagher is up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.